Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I'm your host, Mary Catherine Ham, here with my buddy, Victorino Mattis of The Free Beacon. How are you doing, Vic? I'm doing fine, Mary Catherine. How are you? What's going on? Oh, I'm good. Uh, for one reason, I'm good, because we have 101 reviews. Yes! Wow. On okay, our well, page now. You can't tell, but we just threw a whole bunch of confetti. It's everywhere. Everywhere. It's everywhere. And they're they're good. They're good, Vic. I don't I don't mind saying. They. I just want to thank all 101 of our listeners. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, listen, reviewing listen, an, an engaged listenership is very important That's in this right. day and age, no, okay? You know, I, I like to focus on the quality of our listeners, not our the quantity. Our 101 yeah. people will move mountains. <laughs> thank you. No, seriously, thank you, everybody. Yes, we appreciate it. And if kind. you listen to us and like us, you can also leave a review. I also uh, have many, I have other things to celebrate. It is the one week anniversary of the University of Georgia winning <laughs> the national championship in the sport of football. And as such, I wore my, my onesie UGA footy pajamas last night. Just it celebrate. really is a one-piece thing. It is. How do you get in it? Steve got it for me like two years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Where? Where did you find this? It's like a you know, it's I like kitty how, pajamas." Yeah, I forget how it works though for a I mean, for a grown. So like the, the zip up. in the back or the no, front, just zips up the and you front. have to put your legs through it. Yeah. And then... It's a whole thing. It's That's very good. warm and cozy. I saw it on Twitter, but I didn't realize it was one piece. It's one piece. It's true. Other than that, what have I been up to? Oh, I have a hot take. <laughs> I don't like sweaters. Wow. I don't like sweaters, Vic. Okay. Okay. Elaborate. You're wearing tr- one, and so I'm I wearing am, a sweater vest. I am. I'm trying. I like how they look. Okay. But. And I'm trying to learn how to wear them because they're very in fashion. And I've been getting vintage sweaters at the, oh. at the Goodwill. I've been getting new sweaters to try out that are high quality. And I find that they are all hot and itchy. Ah, yeah, sort of like this sort of a wool, a wool. Yes, even the merino. merino look, wool, look, I go merino. Is... I don't think I go full cashmere, but I go merino. Yeah. And they are itching my skin, but I want to be fashionable. So I'm trying. Well, uh, do, well I don't know. I mean, it's, maybe it's different for, for, for a girl. Right. But I have to wear something underneath the, the sweater. Well, and I think, I think I'm going to have to resort to that. that would make However, me crazy. It would make me crazy. I don't think I can do wool, direct wool on but skin. Then, but then it's you get... Too much. Heat. So then, right, so then I've got two yeah, layers and I'm hot. you need a thin sweater and you only have to wear it when it's cold, cold. Okay. That's it. Unfortunately, thick sweaters are in, right? So those, oh, those no. are the thing. Yeah, I'm And I put them on and I'm, I'm being swallowed, swallowed yeah. by the, the merino maw of a sweater uh, and it hurts. Uh, if I wore a thick sweater in my head and everything else, it's just a giant person. I would look like a, <laughs> a, a Mardi Gras float. <laughs> Or something. It's just very thick. Perhaps I'm too sensitive as well. This is like a cry more lib no, situation. No, no, no. It's chafing. It's chafing. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mind. I found a. You know, I, I. I'm sometimes able to preserve sweaters I like, right? And I have yes. one that I had sent to the cleaners a long time ago, and it's a. It's a greenish sweater with a very loose. It's not even a mock turtle, it, and I hate turtlenecks. Right. You know, on my size I seventeen mean, and a half yes. neck, it's insane. You can't contain that. No, you can't contain that. I, that's a, asphyxiation. <laughs> a mock turtleneck becomes a cowl neck yeah, at this point. You, they, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, and I even know what that means. So uh, yes, and, and, but I preserved it, and yet now I look at it, and I wonder. I don't think I can wear it anymore and get away with it without somebody saying a uh, 1993 call and it wants it. <laughs> Is it like a Cosby look? Okay, no, it's a lovely. It's sort of it's a, it's a dark green sweater. It's a thick material. You'd hate it too. I mean, it's like that thick wool. The giveaway, the the, the one giveaway that it's an old sweater. It was from Britches. 
<laughs> I love it. Of joy, which is I not think, around. Like I, I, want, so I don't know if it. I think I think I would stand out as something. I want from the to time love work. a vintage sweater. I want to oh. love it. And my dad had one that I stole from him at some point. That is thick and it's grayscale. It's a grayscale sweater. It's like ombre gray, cable knit sweater. It's awesome. I get so many compliments on it every time I wear it. But it is bulky and it is hot. He used to wear that thing just all around the house, just sl- hanging out. It's like a, a slave to fashion, you know, because well, you know, I think because it looks good despite the uncomfortableness of it. I think he did it because we kept the thermostat at 65 growing up. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that, that, that works out. Well, that works out. <laughs> I mean, it's like... Maybe my, I should do more of that. That's the solution to the sweater problem. In my parents' house, it was always cold, and I would complain about it being cold, and my mother would always say, wear a turtleneck. Yep. And I was like, well, okay. So, yep. anyway. Well, you gave me this head, Mom. So yeah, I know. It has to do with that, and turtlenecks are the worst. I'll tell you what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been going to the store lately, and you know what I realize? What? When you go to the supermarket, when you check out, if you're in Arlington County, there is a back tax. A bag oh, tax, really? Not by the state. This is not a. This is not a state tax. This is a local this tax. This is your city. This is my city. Just saying, hey there, we county. care about you. And uh, the Arlington County Board voted unanimously to apply a five cent tax. Now I understand it's just five cents. Yes. But it's really the principle of it because I, we're literally getting nickel and dime, yeah. right? I mean, we're literally getting, and, and, uh, and that you may, you can pray that it remains nickeled. Yeah, no. And, and the problem is of course, plastic bags, they tell you, you can't recycle them. That that's, you know, even though you're supposed to prefer plastic, I guess, over paper because of the trees and it's the same county. Look, we don't, we don't know what the, what the latest ruling on we, this is. No, we, we don't. And, and, and Arlington County, they don't recycle glass. You know, you have to take it to a special facility. You can't just leave it in your, you know, on the curbside recycling. You can't put that in there. And uh, they also provided every residence with a compost box. It looks like a giant lunch bucket where you're supposed to put all of your, you know, foods and things. And then they tell you, uh, give you tips on how to cover up the smell of rotting food over a week. So I want you to guess when I go to the store, Mm -hmm. right? Here's the, here's the twist. Mm -hmm. Here's the twist. Now, if they ask me, oh, there's a, you know. There's a you know a five cent surcharge, and I say no, I don't want it. I'll carry it with my. Yeah, I did right. that this morning with the at the bakery, but if I go to a supermarket or a, a, a CVS or whatever, and they ask you how many bags did you use, because it's it's voluntary, you have oh. to. It's an honor system. Gotcha. I want you to guess how many, what number I put in. Four, five, three, uh, three. Zero. The answer is zero. <laughs> Vic, you know why? You know why? Vic. I'll tell you why. Because it's Arlington, and I'm absolutely convinced that there are other Arlingtonians who are probably putting in double the amount because they want to help the county. <laughs> so, so I don't feel too bad. Look, I hope no like code officer is listening to this podcast. I, that's true because they're going to get me at the CVS for using a bag, and it was only one. So I owe you five cents. But I'm, it's I'm one of those outrage. people. I'm one of those people who will just load it straight into the cart, take the cart to my car, unload it in the car, and be like, "You can't get me, suckers." And then I just have to load up all my yeah, stuff. Yeah, and you're driving around and everything is like swishing around. But this is why I have children. I okay, can just have them carry you. one by somebody, one up the stairs. Yeah, somebody take a jar or something. <laughs> so that's what's going on, as you know. But it's not surprising considering how insane Arlington is. Oh, it is. Yes. Yeah, it's time for the face-off. It's time for the, the face-off, the mask-off face-off. Mm-hmm. It's in Northern happening. Virginia. What's going on? Well, Governor Glenn Youngkin was inaugurated this past weekend. And... I had forgotten in the afterglow of the election to reckon with the fact that he will now be 
DeSantis in yes. the media. Yes, he will. And there will be just all sorts of stories, mm-hmm. true and not true, about him. And it will be very aggressive. In fact, one of the more aggressive tweets I saw yesterday was that when Glenn Youngkin, he sort of did like a boardroom picture of him overseeing storm response. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because there was a jackknifed rig on 81. Things were closed down there. There were some 500 accidents in the state due to the snowfall. Someone in the D.C. area, in a very D.C. way, said, Virginia got two inches of snow and he's acting like it's the Bin Laden raid. Need I remind you (laughs) that not but two weeks ago, was it two weeks? There were people stuck in cars on 95 for more than 24 hours. So if he's a little overzealous about showing that he's engaging with a snowstorm, I'm okay with that. So that's hit number one. Hit number two, of course, is the executive order declaring that schools no longer can mandate Mandate. masks. It is not a mask ban. I don't know if people are being deliberately silly or if they really don't understand that not mandating masks does not mean that children will be required not to wear them. What it means is that they would have the freedom to wear them if their parents chose to put them in them, whereas other parents who did not would could choose not to. Which in this county, for example, in the northern counties, unlucky us who live in the northern counties mm-hmm. who, uh, where the majority did not vote for Glenn Youngkin, I assume the majority will continue wearing masks until their school tells them yes. that it's no longer effective. Well, th- now this, this executive order was a revocation of the northern order, which required that all schools mm-hmm. were in it. Mm-hmm. However, we go into court now because Arlington and Alexandria say, no, you can't tell us what to do we are going to follow the federal directive from the CDC. So once again, parents here will be hostage to the terrible directives of the CDC Mm -hmm. until this goes through court. So that's something to look forward to. This will not be a fast win for parents who would like Mm -hmm. that choice in Arlington and Alexandria by any stretch. I think this is gonna be be a battle. Because, and and it it, it defies logic because, and I hear of, you know, teachers who are, quote, petrified about coming to school and, and a kid has no mask because they're double vaxxed and boosted and they're wearing masks, the teachers are. If your child, let's say, let's say your child uh, was double vaxxed and then got COVID right. and then did a 10-day quarantine and is out and now has obviously the antibodies, because I think that's how it works. And they go and they decide they don't want to wear a mask because they don't need to anymore. It's safe. What will happen? Well, that's the question, right? Is when someone tries to cross the threshold without oh, be like the without, Little Rock Nine without their old no, old Navy scrap. Yeah. What the? the we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the mats over this. Yeah. Here's the thing. The, <laughs> the mattresses. Yes. The the scenario of of which people are allegedly petrified. Mm-hmm. That unmasked five mm-hmm. to twelve-year-olds, or what have you, mm-hmm. even high school, mm-hmm. allowed to attend school in a normal way, will lead to some uncontrollable outbreak yes. that devastates a mm-hmm. city. That it is an imaginary thing. That is not a thing that has happened. There are schools all over the country. I was about to say. There are schools all over the world uh-huh. that have been in session, normally in person, without children without masked. Masks. For the entirety, almost, of the pandemic, most of Europe and Scandinavia Mm -hmm. shut down for a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. to figure out, hey, what can we do Mm -hmm. here? Do we need to shut schools? Yeah. 
in the pandemic of 1918, it made sense to do so because children were more vulnerable and they were spreading more. We had a lot of information early that children were blessedly spared from most of the bad effects of this. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that everyone is. Mm -hmm. And now we have hurt them very badly with school closures for a year and a half in places like Arlington and Alexandria. And the very same people who were very gung-ho about these catastrophic school closures and had to be dragged back into the school building. That's right. Are going to argue for, just wait for it. I think we're already there on some of the schools. Mm -hmm. N95s on kids. Mm -hmm. Because we've now admitted. That's exactly right. We've admitted that the cloth masks don't work. The CDC has said this. This is not you. It's a facial decoration, which I even think. Don't flag me for misinformation. That's right. And the Biden administration folks were also saying, weren't they? Health experts saying it's facial decoration. Facial decoration is Dr. Leanna Wynn, who's famously very zealous. Now, she wants her kids to wear N95s. Fine. Mine don't need to, according Mm -hmm. to my risk calculations. So I, I predict that schools around here will go harder into masking or attempt to. Now, yeah. They now have a counterbalance in mm-hmm. Glenn Youngkin and this court battle that's upcoming. One of the things reading Jonathan Turley's explanation of this is, look, these districts may have a leg to stand on because there's a state law yeah, that says schools right. need to follow CDC mm-hmm. uh, guidance. guidance. However, they also probably need to show that the masks they're advocating for work. And as now, as of now, those are the cloth ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's going to be protracted. You can have a lot of teachers. You can have a lot of teachers that decide to call in sick. Yeah. And you also worry about if there are a handful of kids, brave ones who decide we don't need masks because yeah. you know we, we we feel confident that we're going to be okay. How will they be treated differently? Yes. In the schools. And but this idea, as you were saying, that suddenly Virginia is going to turn into a cesspool of COVID. No. Well, to to me, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Is. This thing that everyone is afraid of, mm-hmm. we are just pretending like it's a yeah. likely scenario when yeah. it is. Do all evidence suggests it is not a likely scenario, Again, and I just think maybe we shouldn't be scared of fake things. Every episode, I talk about the recovery rate for kids, which is ninety nine point nine nine eight percent. This does not mean no kids get yes. COVID and have to be hospitalized and die. That happens. I understand that, but in the vast majority of cases, these kids are fine. They get over it. And then they can live their life. And you saw Jen Psaki's tweet as well. She Yes, and here's the thing. Again, Jen Psaki, under this rule, should Arlington listen to the governor, would have every right to mask her child, whereas mine would That's not right. be. That's right. That's fine. You know, and that seems like a pretty good compromise as we're moving toward an endemic stage of this disease. We cannot keep forcing people into the same risk analysis as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Also, at this point, the whole my pa- my mask protects you thing is kind of out the window because the CDC has already said that that's yeah. not really the case mm-hmm. anymore. So if you want to fit it in 95 your kid, that actually would probably protect them yeah. from others, whereas the Old Navy right. slip is not. Your option is either then. With in, apologies in, to Old Navy, I mean nothing <laughs> bad in knocking you. Your, your, your options are to either wear a fitted KN95 mask and to use it for X number of times and then you have to get a new one. Or double mask with the cloth mask. Double yeah. mask for and have your kids do that for six or seven hours a day, which is not what a lot of us do. No. You know? Uh, that's another thing. Like, a lot of adults are not willing to submit to no. this, and yet they're like very it. cavalier about putting to. it on kids. And good news, Yunkin does actually have the constitutional power to make yeah. a ruling like this vested in the health, in the health mm-hmm. department of the state. Mm-hmm. The question is just how it interacts with this other law. So we shall see. I imagine there will be people trying to enter school buildings unmasked on the 24th of January when this goes into effect. 
and we will see what happens. But the thing that's <laughs> I'm not, not holding my breath. The thing that's not going to happen is the thing that everybody's pretending to be afraid of. Yeah. I have a question, Alex. Why is it that every other executive order from every other governor mm-hmm. of all time was God's truth? Yes. And that's this right. one is. Yes. Uh, do you mean, how can Ralph Northam magically conjure the ability to tell every child in the state to be masked at school mm-hmm. all the time in private and public schools, and then we can't equally remove said power? No. That is interesting, isn't it? And it's, It really it's, depends on who's in power. <sighs> one's right, the other one's wrong. <laughs> there are also teachers on social media, and I haven't verified that they're all teachers, but... These are from, like, Mm -hmm. teacher groups, it looks like. One says, I'm getting a cattle prod. One said, are we allowed to tell unmasked kids to keep a distance from us? One said they won't let kids in their their class without a mask. Look, treating children like pestilent disease vectors has not gotten us far. In fact, it's hurt a bunch of people in the last two years. Kids. They are not pestilent disease vectors. And I would argue even if they were, we should treat them better than this. But they're not. Yeah. And yet we're just going to do the same thing again. Mm-hmm. I'm actually amazed that schools are open at this point. I, I, <laughs> well, you wait. I mean, again. And I, by I, the way, if, the masks were a ransom to get the schools open. That's right. A, bu- the, a bunch of people say like, oh, well, parents are okay with it. Some of them are. A lot of parents were cowed into being okay with it because they wanted their kids in school. Yeah, they'll do it. And Fine. you are told, you are told in no uncertain terms, if you raise an eyebrow about any of this, that back. you are interested in child sacrifice, mm-hmm. and that you are a racist Trump voter. Yeah. And a lot of liberals who are now writing in national outlets about it had a real identity crisis over being accused of these things for merely wanting their children in school yeah. and to have a semi-normal experience. And they are sort of uh, turn, turning to the other party occasionally yeah. uh, in that case. And I think there's a lot of uh, silent support for this mm-hmm. that was expressed at the ballot box where you didn't get called a child sacrifice enthusiast. And that is why we haven't mentioned that Glenn Youngkin ran very clearly on this and yeah. then enacted the thing he ran on. Shocking. Yeah. Oh, that was my chair, and I'm not heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little creaky. It's creaky, and I mean the chair. <laughs> oh, but one more, one more. Yes. My pet peeve, and uh, my friend Matthias Shapiro, who uh, is polymath on um, on Twitter, he's great at polymath p o l i m a t h, and he's a He's a data guy. He digs deeply into this stuff. And, uh, and he shares my pet peeve that the new excuse for everything is, but Omicron. When in fact, this wave has been Delta and Omicron. Omicron does seem to be more contagious, but yeah. the, it was a convenient excuse to change policies and then say, essentially, mm, the things we were doing weren't working, but we're not really going to admit that. And we need to change course. We need to change course. There has to be an off-ramp. And as the school closure showed, if you do not drag them to the off-ramp, yeah. you will never find the off-ramp. No. You are on this highway forever. 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 
So I will continue to do the work of dragging people to the off ramp. What about you, Vic? Uh, yeah, because if, <laughs> if we don't, who will? And I, you know, and I hope Gov- Governor Youngkin, because I assume he listens to this podcast. I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Please help us out here and do something. Thank you. <laughs> I always joke that like I sort of come pre-canceled, so I'm happy to say things ah, that other people sure. would get their feelings hurt over. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'm super into child sacrifice. Don't use that out of context, anybody. <laughs> Speaking of sacrifices. Yes, thank you. As you remember, the state of Florida was super in yeah. to all the human sacrifice for the past two they years, were. right? That that was the DeSantis storyline. Nope, nope. Their their record is pretty good on COVID. Kept the state running, kept the economy going, minimally invasive to freedom. Much like New York. <sighs> yeah. So. Or California. Yeah. Protected the elderly. It ain't perfect because response to a virus is not perfect, but Ron DeSantis did pretty well. Mm-hmm. This is something, by the way, that uh, a lot of people will quibble with because they have heard only bad things about Ron DeSantis. But that's because only bad things are reported about him, either true or made up. Yeah. It's a, it's remarkable. And you know who's going to get in, perhaps, on the bad-mouthing? Who? Former President Trump. Oh, boy. Yeah. What? I hate to drag you guys into 2024. I really shouldn't I, it's, do it. It's, it's we're bad. not even really into 2022. It's bad form. It's bad form. But there is a, there's a, a, bit, of a bit of a gossip story about how perhaps Trump behind the scenes is getting annoyed at mm. DeSantis's rise in popularity due to his pro-freedom governance in the state of Florida. Trump, of course, backed DeSantis in the primary in 2018 before he won the government. They have been friendly throughout, but now Trump is like, ah, if I'm running, why won't this guy just say he's not running? Why He's suspiciously not saying he's not going to run. And perhaps he's upset about that and he wants his ring kissed. Now, this is all unnamed sources. Do I think it's likely that Trump feels this way? Sure. (laughs) It's literally word for word what I wrote down, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Of course, we agree too. Yeah, often. no, that is. I need to disagree. We got, we got to do the talk radio thing where we just yeah. take different positions. That's right. That's right. He's not going to run. Trump's not going to run. Are you insane? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. what what do you think? Should DeSantis kiss the ring? What's what's the yeah? Move? I mean, there, there's a strat. First of all, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you that I, I you got to take these things with a grain of salt. These unnamed sources that are the hinge of 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 that. You know these stories hinge on these right. unnamed sources, so we don't know. And and other publications have been notorious about this and nothing coming out of the, these kind of stories. That said, I can totally see Trump, you know, being very annoyed at the Sands for not saying, "Hey, by the way, you know, things are great. I owe everything to him." And if right. the president decides to run again, then I'm not going to challenge him. But he hasn't done that yet, and so it bothers him. And 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 Trump, I you know he is going to run because he's good health. He's got very good genes really uh, compared to some of his uh, contemporaries. I mean, he's younger than Biden. Nancy Pelosi, I think, is eighty-one. Yep. You know, so he can run again in twenty twenty-four and twenty twenty-eight if he wanted to. All the boomers. Yeah. In, in twenty thirty-two, he'll be eighty-five, oh, which is like only you know a few years Lord. old. It's only a few years older. DeSantis, then. of course, forty-three. Yeah. That would be a different generation, for right. show. And he, I was wondering, like. I think if I were DeSantis, I'm not interested in either being the governor of Florida or president. You'll be glad to know. However, if I were in his position, I might do something like, look, guys, because you, you, you risk looking um, humiliated if, you, if mm-hmm. you bow too much. And frankly, it doesn't get you anywhere with no. Trump. Sometimes if you, if you bow too much, he's mad at you anyway, yeah. right? So, but you don't want him attacking you. Yeah. So I think I'd be somewhere along the lines of like, 
hey, I got a, I got a really, really big job to do, and I'm running for re-election. I'm really not – at this time, I have no plans, yeah. and – we got to move on from and this dude. That's dudes. it. Uh, and you, that just you, like lay down the law with, he's really good at laying down the law with media anyway. This is something that they have in common. I think DeSantis mm-hmm. does it with a bit more grace, mm-hmm. but I think they're both good at saying, this is BS. You're not asking me about this. Look, 2024 is a long way away. But if it was Trump versus DeSantis, what do you think Republicans do? Do they split it? Do you think a lot of, where do they turn? Do they, will they I mean the, side with the president? Yeah, the polls suggest that, that Trump would be mm-hmm. the easy winner at mm-hmm. this point. Now and he has the experience. He's run the primary gauntlet before. Yes, and a crowded primary is exactly no. why is part. It's not exactly. It's not the only part. No. but it's part of why no. he won before. That's right. And we would likely have a crowded primary again, oh, yeah. because a lot of people, people want like in to run for president. I do, especially think, though, against uh, Joe Biden. I think there are, of course, tons of Trump enthusiasts in the party. That's that's the whole reckoning that the party mm-hmm. is having. Right, is that you ha- you have to fuse these two parts of the. Mm-hmm. Party, one that is Trump enthusiast and one that is not, in order to win. Mm-hmm. Youngkin did that, notably in the state of Virginia. But there are tons of enthusiasts. I think there are many Trump enthusiasts who also don't mind a page turn, yeah. especially to a guy like That's DeSantis. Right. A fresh start. Yes. I would. For me, the bellwether is going to be my in-laws. <laughs> and right. when I say, oh, what would happen if... And I could tell you what their answer right now is going to be, oh, that's not going to happen. Because DeSantis knows better. No, 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 no. They're going to say that's not going to happen. But, you know, Trump is looking good. And the reason is, of course, he's off social media. Yeah. So, you know, they can't focus on anything that he's saying there. And Biden makes him look great. It's true. So. It's true. I think I think for both DeSantis and Trump... Vindicated. And this is, this is a, a good lesson about social mm. media. Trump being off, I think, helps him. DeSantis has helped by the fact that he's running a state. Yeah. So I think in ways it's always that, ideal. In ways that other potential candidates yeah. cannot stay out of the, right. the back and forth mm-hmm. and the mudslinging, mm-hmm. he can just tap out and be like, guys, I'm dealing with a hurricane. I'm dealing with a mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm dealing with a no. pandemic. And those things are preferable to being in the national news spotlight. It is like being a president of your own little country. And yes. in some cases these states are a lot larger than other countries anyway, so it gives you the experience. Well that was good sport. You like that? Oh, speaking of which <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to say it. I thought, oh, maybe uh, we'll talk about podcasts or something. And then say, you know who's on a podcast. Go you know who it. is on a podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Please do tell. Breaking news in the podcast world <laughs> about sports yesterday. And this is the, We're and all about, you know what our, our, our tagline should be, getting hammered. We're all about transitions. Okay. <laughs> you know, don't knock it, guys. That's right. Okay, so on a uh, podcast called All In, which is a podcast hosted by three tech mm-hmm. tech bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people listen to them. May I call them tech bros? Sure. I think that's a fair term. One of them uh, is a part owner of the Golden State Warriors NBA team, Chamath Palihapitiya. 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 Yes. I, I, I did it. I almost did it. He was on this podcast and asked about the Uyghurs. Yes. The NBA, of course, does tons of mm-hmm. business with China. Very Nothing to see here. Yes. Very, uh, what am I trying to say? Reticent about, about yes. speaking out about the plight any, of the Chinese Muslims. Any Chinese issues, human rights issues, anything. But also simulta- simultaneously very woke about oh. all the problems in oh, the it's U.S. it's so easy. Yeah, here, it's because it's an easy move. So Chamath is speaking on this podcast and says... Very bluntly, and we'll play the audio. Nobody cares about. Let's be honest. Nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs. Okay, you you bring it up because you really care, and I think that's nice that you care. The rest of us don't care. I'm just well, telling you a very care? hard. Wait, wait, I'm you're telling you, you personally don't care. I'm telling you a very hard, ugly truth. Okay, of all the things that I care about, yes, it is below my line. 
Okay, oh, of all the things that's... that I care about, it is below my line. Nobody cares about the Uyghurs. Nobody cares. So the thing is, I think your uh, friend Guy Benson said points for honesty, and I think that's right. He's clearly being honest about this. What he could have said is, you know, he could have been like, look, I hate to be cynical about it, but how many Americans actually lose sleep over the plight of the Uyghurs? And that's a sad thing, but it's probably true for, you know, uh, a lot of people. But of course, instead, he... He doubles down and says, I am one of those people, by the way, and I don't care. And I'm a billionaire, and, and I can have a lot, and of, I, I I have want, a lot of sway, especially with the NBA. But Yeah, and he's like, I want to be clear about it. Yeah, I definitely yeah, it's don't below care. My, it's below my line. Is it the line? It's below it's my below line. It's below my line. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to sort of rationalize it, do some apologetics right. for the Chinese Communist Party. That's right. And Ennis <laughs> Cantor, our favorite freedom advocate in the freedom, NBA. Freedom. Ennis Freedom. He says, when in, when the NBA says we stand for justice, don't forget there are those who sell their soul for money and business, like Chamath, the oh, owner of the Warriors, ouch. who says nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs. When genocides happen, it is people like this that let it happen. Okay. I think there obviously are limitations to how much an average American is going to do to yeah. help the Uyghurs, right? Mm-hmm. One thing you could do is, like, I don't know, not watch the Olympics. That's That's one of the things I'm probably going to do. <laughs> It's yeah. just, it's like a small yeah. thing. I just don't think I can bring myself to do it. We can talk about that on later in the week. But a billionaire with tech sway mm-hmm. and a part ownership in an NBA That's team right. could have some sway yeah. here. And yet we're just rejecting that entirely. Everybody, Aggressively rejecting Everybody that. finds ways to rationalize in order to, you know, how do they, how do they sleep at night? Well, and he's like, oh, we yeah. got to deal with our stuff here first, which well, is, and again, yeah, okay, is a moral equivalence. That yeah, is, sure, sure. So he, he put out a statement sort of walking this back. I, in re-listening to this week's podcast, I recognize that I came across as lacking empathy. I acknowledge that entirely. As a refugee, my family fled a country with its own set of human rights issues. So this is something that is very much a part of my lived experience. Oh, That's yeah, on the bingo. threw that in there, yeah. To be clear, my good. belief is that human rights matter, whether in China, the United States, or elsewhere. Full stop. Unmentioned, the Uyghurs. No, of course not. Mentioned. America, America, of course, yeah. and, and our it's, problems. It's, we mentioned it's here, lived so. experience. Yeah. Got to get that in there. So the, the Warriors also said, look, we don't agree with his take. Not mentioned. The Uyghurs. Yeah. What, what well, is it about his that take, take that, that, that you disagree with? His take about something that happened, as Ilana Omar said, something, some people did something, you know? And <laughs> the problem with uh, that is, again, they stand to make billions and billions of dollars in China. So this is kind of a nuisance for them, and you this, know? This yeah. is not even on the list, but I do f- sort of find it astounding that here we are two years. It's about to be the anniversary of China telling the World Health Organization, we got this under control. There's no human-to-human transmission of this thing. Don't y'all worry about yeah. it one little yeah. bit. Yeah. And we're going to gather in Beijing to do an entire Olympics, just yeah. celebrating the place mm-hmm. and the history and the da 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 all at the direction mm-hmm. of the Communist Party. Yeah. The place and the history and the people, we could do that, but we mm-hmm. can't do that separately from the Communist Party in this situation. And I'm just looking forward to the opening ceremony with like a giant coronavirus ball through the it's air. Been, yeah. Like it's the Macy's oh, Thanksgiving good. Day Parade. <laughs> but it'll just, I mean, honestly, at this point, they could troll us that hard. Yeah. Couldn't yeah, they? Yeah. What would we do? We'll just, we'll just say, nod and say, yeah, okay, let's continue on because, you know, sponsored by Coke or whoever. And I feel for so. the athletes who I will probably not be watching because they oh, work really they hard work to really get to hard this to place. This. I know it, it sucks, but, but I don't know what to do, man. And Chamath yeah. clearly doesn't either. But you know, in contrast, oh yes, to our Warriors part owner is uh, Naomi Osaka. Yes, and the women's 
Tennis Association of, of the United States, who, as if you'll remember, if you're a dedicated one of the 101 listeners to this podcast, you will know that we spoke about... <laughs> the 101. That's what I'm going to call you guys now. The, the hammerheads. Our the 101, 101 hammerheads. Yeah, like the 300. Osaka, I mean, uh, the, the, World, the Women's Tennis Association, there is a player who has gone missing. Yes. She's a doubles player who accused a Peng communist Shui. leader, Ping Shui, a communist leader of sexual assault. Yeah. She's been disappeared. Mm-hmm. She has occasionally issued a message to various approved channels. She is not making an appearance at the Australian Open. She's still sort of off the grid. Yeah, there's video images of her. Yes. But. And the, the, the Women's Tennis Association has said, we're not doing business in China anymore. And Naomi Osaka has spoken up at the Australian Open in her interview saying, look, it's not a, it's not a super strong statement, but she's said, look, we need more information about where she is, and right. she's not satisfied with what we've gotten thus far. And she sticks up for her association for having put the its courage, foot down with the Chinese. The courage. Yeah. Well, good for her. Good for and her. And what you would need is, well, go ahead, you were going to say. No, I, right. no, you go ahead, because I had a different point. Okay. Uh, I stopped because my wife, by the way, tells me that I'm cutting you off. That's what she told oh, me. That's she, not true. She said, you know, she goes, I feel like I feel like she's she's got more important things to say, and then you jump in and say, Oh, I, oh okay, fine. Have fine. you have you ever seen me <laughs> And she enjoys my, the show? Have you ever seen me in my heyday on the O'Reilly Factor? If you were cutting me off, <laughs> I could make I, my I, way of it. I remember, I remember. Those were those were the heydays. Okay, so with, uh, good for her, but what we need is to get Naomi Osaka, by the way, in some sort of a place, a neutral setting where she could actually say, no, this is terrible, or I'm not safe, or whatever. The problem is, even Peng if Shui, you, you mean. Peng Shui, yeah. sorry, not Naomi Osaka. Peng Shui, if you got her out of the, much like, you know, in the Soviet Union, you know, if you wanted to defect, even if you were in a separate country, the opportunities there, if you still have family or friends or loved yes. ones, you worry about their well-being. And I think that's a factor. So even if they got her to play, you know, in, in Wimbledon or wherever, then, you know, yeah. she still has She's family still in there, trouble, yeah. She also took a pass on the Djokovic question. He has now oh. been yes, kicked out gone. of Australia. Yeah. But I, yeah. Naomi Osaka sort of famously took a, took a pass on all press conferences and answering questions at one point and got a lot of blowback for that because it is part of the job and i i thought at the time naomi osaka should treat the press like the williams sisters do which is like when they don't want to answer questions they're just like nah that's dumb right right like right Right. (laughs) and i i don't mind that and so she when asked about Djokovic, she was like would it help the situation at all if i answer this question and get dragged into this thing and they're basically like i don't know she's like "Ah, ask some men's players about it yeah. And that is how you solve yes. your media problem. Problem solved. Naomi Osaki. It's food for thought. <laughs> I like that one. Well done. Well done. <laughs> oh, by the way, I want to say thank oh, you to Kate for sticking nope. up for me. Yeah, well, you know, and I believe she, pref- she, she prefers you. And I believe, <laughs> if, I, if I'm not incorrect, mm-hmm. it's her birthday this week. Is, her birthday is today. Happy birthday, Saintly Kate. <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes, yes. For dinner, we were having leftover chili. Oh, anyway, sorry. But look I, at you. Yeah, look well, you. you know, Coming she's gonna, through. She's going to hear this tomorrow, so it's safe for me to say it today. Uh, I did go to the bakery to get four cupcakes. Nice. And she gets to choose which the first one. Oh. And I also got, you know what? We discovered a place. She loves chocolate, so more mm-hmm. than flowers, chocolate. But it's a boutique store in the mall called Lolly and Pop. Like Lollipop, get Aww. it? Mm-hmm. But they have really good chocolate there. 
Like Love different it. than just your regular fancy chocolate. And you have it's to go like, to a mall to get it. Yeah, I do. That's like a that's trip where I go. Back in time. I do go to the mall. You know, I'm from Jersey. It's in our. It's in my blood. It is. It's in my DNA. I just know where to go. I just plot out the whole thing. So Ugh, speaking of speaking of sweets. Oh yes. We're crashing it today. Oh, we are. There is a a new, there's new data. I have new data Mm -hmm. on Girl Scout cookies. Okay. What is the most searched Girl Scout cookie in your state, asks USA Today. Okay. Honestly, it's not that interesting. Most states, it's Thin Mints. Yes, not a surprise. Why are we searching? Do we need more information on Thin Mints, or that's just how they're finding the order form? dominate. Thin Mints dominate. They do. How do you feel about that? I think it's overrated. Mm -hmm. You know what? Mintiness is great. But it's like, how many breath mints do you eat? You know, if I'm hungry, I'm not going to pack my mouth full of mint. I don't know how you feel. But it's very popular, obviously. I, I understand it's very popular. I People love them. Love and I know I know that mint mint and chocolate can be it's polarizing. Nice. It, it, because some people think it's just like eating a toothpaste cookie. Yeah, I could see some people saying that, but and also I just it, it doesn't. It, I don't find it filling. I like it. Okay. I like the taste. I recognize the taste. I, lo- I love them. I love. I think there's nothing better than a frozen sleeve of, of thin mints. Take them right out of the freezer. Oh, you, ice cold. You know what I love? I love tagalongs, and I, I get them because of the peanut butter and stuff in my house. But you know, I like tagalongs because it's that's a full meal. Again, I go for the full meal. So you think yeah, about you the want, martinis with four olives yes. or five olives. That's great. I got my you, appetizers You want there. to be filled up by I this. I want to be filled up by this, yes. okay? And this is a big cookie. right? As you know, the tagalong is a big cookie. Mm-hmm. It's peanut it's butter. Thick. It's the cookie in there. T-H-I-C-C. And it's thick. It's Ooh, the thickest thick. of the cookies. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and covered in chocolate, yeah. you know? Of course, there's only about four of them per box, as you know, because they're so big. There's only four tagalongs. I, but I like a Samoa. Which I don't know if oh, they've changed. Oh, those are great. Coconut. I love coconut. Have they coconut. changed the name no. of those? No. That's what I was going to ask. Are they going to change the name to I, not offend the Samoan people? I think at some people? point don't they may have that. sort of modulated it. I Why don't, don't, they, if they I don't started, know if it's changed they ever. They need to start serving it in Samoa in order to justify the name. Yeah. Well, I love. I do like those, but they're so sweet mm-hmm. that I can really only handle one or two. Tagalongs were the most searched cookie mm-hmm. in Wyoming, Missi- Mississippi, Alabama, New Hampshire, West Virginia, Alaska, Delaware, and Illinois. And Adventurefuls, a new edition, were the most popular cookie in Kansas, Iowa, and Arkansas. And I just want to say those sound pretty good. Brownie-inspired caramel cream with sea salt. It's like a sea salt salted caramel thing. I got news for you. I got a scoop here. Right here. And you're only getting it here on Getting Hammered. (laughs) You're only getting it here on Getting Hammered, which is this. Because my daughter, of course, is selling Girl Scout cookies. We were informed that there is a shortage of Adventurefuls. What? Something to do with supply chain and COVID. No. So, like, I think there might have been COVID at the factory. Because it's not Girl Scouts who make the cookies anywhere, right? Not since, like, 1917. No. So, it's, a, so it's, it's, it's wherever they're making these cookies, something happened, like a COVID outbreak, whatever right. the story is, I'm not sure. But as a result, there is now a shortage of Adventurefuls, which means sometimes you would see, like, on the sidewalk sales. Right. You're probably not going to see the sidewalk sales. If you ordered them, you may or may not get them. So, if you see them anywhere... Buy them Buy up, them. Okay. and then you can sell them. eBay them? You can eBay and go in the black market. Question. If there are sort of uh, contam- deemed contaminated adventurefuls at these uh, oh. facilities, I'm, may, I'm may I, I don't care. May I buy those? <laughs> you can cough on them. Because I'm not it's scared. Fine. No, please. Just, my risk analysis please. says that the COVID cookies can come to my home. Contact food i looked into this it's 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 safe it's safe safe. it's safe we're fine okay well let's we'll track those down we'll use it as a a sort of side side hustle Mm -hmm. for getting hammered yes there you go yeah absolutely (laughs) we'll find out we'll we'll let you know here as we we investigate 
as you know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> when getting hammered investigates. That's right. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, a, uh, I do have a correction. Oh. Uh, from listener Robert Mealy. How can this be possible? I know, I know. Well, because it was me who pointed out my joke about the Big 12 having more than 12 teams. That's what I should have said, as he points out, was the Big 10, which currently has 14 teams. Yes. But okay. this is but this is what you get when you have somebody who went to a school whose football team is part of the Patriot League. Yeah. So, you know, forget about, I. you were talking last week, Georgia Auburn, this whole thing. No, Georgetown Bucknell. Oh, that That's was, the rivalry. That was that, where the heat forget was. Forget about it. That's it, man. That's, That's where it. where the heat was. And that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victory Nomadis. Tell your friends. I am at MK Hammer. You can find me on Twitter under that name. You can also find me on Instagram at MK Hammer Time. And I still am doing kidfins.com, K-I-D-F-I-N-S.com. Get them now. You can click through and support us in our new invention crazy thing that we're doing in 2022. It's good times. Thank you, everybody, for reviewing, for subscribing. Tell a friend. We appreciate it. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast.